Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's a real pleasure to be here this afternoon. Um, my name is Mike Bollinger, and I'm here with Angela Kim. We're going to introduce ourselves in just a minute. Angela Kim and Nigel Thomas. This afternoon, we're looking at hearing God's heart in helping people. And if there's one point that we want to sort of reinforce for this time we have together is to encourage us to be prophetic in our place of influence. We're just going to unpack what that, what that means. And so, uh, as I said, my name is Mike Bollinger. I was born and raised in Alberta, Canada. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. I, I was born just north of Calgary, and I grew up just south of Calgary. And uh, my, my wife, she's from England. She's from Norwich, and her name's Ruth. I have three adult children. They're 26, 24, and 22. And uh, so I grew up around the prophetic, and, and my first experience started when I was 18, and somebody gave me a journal and encouraged me to write down my own thoughts and, and what I felt God was saying, and, and just learning how to, to hear the voice of God. And, and for me, that, that was a journey for me into even developing and growing an ear for hearing God's voice. And also, I'm so grateful for the time I've had working with Keith Hazel and being part of the church there in, in Lethbridge, Alberta, and just where Prophetic was a just an everyday part of our, of our church together. I'm, part of the, the, I'm a member of the senior leadership team in Lowestoft, and we're looking to develop uh, a prophetic team, to, uh, prophetic, prophetic ministry in team in our in our local church and just journeying together and even we're on a journey together Mike last night talked about a new journey together and even in relational mission we're working together to try to build a culture a good culture for the prophetic in our local churches and a prophetic strategy for helping the prophetic to grow and to serve our local churches and particularly just sort of helping people that you might be in one of three categories, probably one that just may be learning to hear, kind of going from zero to hearing the voice of God. Or maybe you're starting to hear, but you're not sure how to express that right. Um, or you're, you're wanting to learn more how to refine what you're hearing. And that, that we do that in developing in team. And so so just wanted to take this time and just welcome everyone, everyone here and uh, just... Before we continue further, I'm just going to ask Angela and Nigel just to say a few words about themselves, just to introduce who they are. Okay. Hi, I'm Angela Kem. come from Cape Town, where I suppose I didn't even know that I was prophetically doing anything. That's the whole thing about being prophetic. Half the time you don't even know it. But I um, didn't enjoy the apartheid that we were experiencing in South Africa. And so I just felt we've got to do something about it. And so I, I suppose I became a show and tell of actually going into township, making friends. I thought I was just doing something, but I was actually being a prophetic model of what the church is about. And uh, we've got, th we've in Tunbridge Wells now, I'm based in Tunbridge Wells. I'm an itinerant person going around to all churches, moving people on. I've got a point at the end of my boot, you know, to... <laughs> all with grace, all with... <laughs> but you see, because I've seen the potential of a church in our nation making a change, I just come to this nation and say, come on, the church is fantastic. We are so powerful. We are prophet. We are the prophetic voice in the nation or whichever nation you come from. And uh, we're the ones who show the way and so you are so welcome here today because God's going to use you mightily. 
Thank you, Andrew. My name's Nigel. I'm English. Ray, <laughs> The only English person here, obviously. Um, my journey in prophecy began when I was at New Wine. Uh, those of you who don't know, New Wine's a, a lovely camping week in the summer where you all camp in the rain, uh, get depressed, and you have worship in the evening to cheer you up. And that's basically how it works. And I went to a particular seminar there, and it was one of those penny-dropping moments when somebody asked the question, you know, uh, uh, we were all sitting there, and he said, who can hear God speak to them for themselves? And I thought, well, yeah, I can hear God speak to me for me. And then he said, prophecy is just hearing God speak to you, but for somebody else. And it was one of those moments when I thought, I don't have to learn any new skills. It's, it's just, I can already do it. And that, that began my prophetic journey. So now, currently, I'm at Tunbridge Wells, New Life Church, where I oversee the prophecy team there. And we're looking at new ways in which we can take prophecy out on the streets and use it in our community and in our environment. Brilliant. So this afternoon, we're looking at how to, he, hearing God's heart for, for helping people. And one other thing, just as I, I get started here, is that we're wanting to do what we can to encourage people who are in the prophetic, leaders who have prophetic people in their church, to just to provide resources and, and to build some relationships among the churches in this area. It's just in grassroots at the moment. One of the things that we're looking to do right now is in November, for in, in the sort of Norwich area, we're going to do a day called Here, which is hearing the voice, learning to hear the voice of God. That's at the end of November. We're hoping to do another one at, in the southern part of, of the East Anglia area for, for those churches now near Kent and Essex. But we're looking to do that in November. But if, if I'm just going to pass around just a little register here, only just because if you'd like us to keep you informed with things that we're doing or build relationship as far as helping with resources and things for your local church, we just drop down your name and we'll be glad to keep you in touch with things. We won't send you any junk mail or any, any other advertisements. So, um, but just pass that around. Okay. So we're looking here at, uh, first of all, we each have a place of influence. And we can buy into a lie as prophetic people that the only place for the prophetic is within our local church. And the only expression of it is from Sunday morning in front of the microphone. And many times, many of us are called, even I believe why you're here today, many of us are called to, to influence our world prophetically outside of the local church. And I even just had a picture, just before I start here this morning, or this afternoon, is I had a picture of, do you know when they had a power, you have a power cut in your house, and then all of a sudden the power comes back on, and you hear the radio, and you hear the TV, and, and it's all the water's running again. And, and I just sort of felt like God wanted to just re-empower, uh, re re-encourage, just even brighten and sharpen our, our understanding that we're hearing His voice in our everyday life, and just to see that, how that walks out. But we... But do we share our words on Sunday morning or in our small groups and then kind of switch it off during the midweek because we don't know how, what to do with it in, within our workplace? We just kind of want to look at that as well. But also as a reference, um, there's a guy named, named uh, Bill Bright and Lauren Cunningham. They, they put something together called the Seven Mountains of Influence in Culture. And just as a reference, when we're talking about our place of influence, that there's sort of one of seven, there's, there's more here, but just seven sort of areas of influence. I just want you, as we go through this list, just to sort of consider where is your personal place of influence. That might mean the place that you work in. It might be the place that you find uh, 
roles that you serve in, but equally, it could be a place where you have a burden or a passion for, which would mean an emerging influence. But just quickly here, you'll see this uh, in your notes. You'll see, first of all, that that one of the first uh, areas of influence in our culture is the arts. And that includes areas of painting, drama, sculpture, cinema, writing, dance, poetry, and music. Next, we have business. B for business and commerce. Those that find themselves, their influence is in, the, is in business and in commerce and in, and, and in that sort of area. Next, there's, there might be the church, which obviously a leadership conference would probably have lots of people feel that way. But equally, that could mean social services. So in other words, that if you're working part with the poor or if you're things that we're talking about with pathways from poverty or things that you're doing in serving the community through the church is equally a, a place of influence. Could also be the distribution of media. You may be involved in newspaper or television or, or journalism or internet or radio or magazines. You might be here and you might be in education as a school or, or, or as, a, as a head teacher or, or uh, uh, working in schools, colleges, universities and informal training. My, my wife is a personal assistant at a college in Lowestoft, and she, in her office, there are three other ladies. They have four, four desks in their, in their office, and she's the only believer there, and she, that's her place of influence amongst those, those uh, other workers there. It could be family, which includes fostering and adoption, parenting and marriage counseling, or government, including uh, police, members of parliament and, and lawyers, legal system. Now, I said there's seven there, that, that's seven, but just wanted to add an eighth, just to, be, just to add some, some change here, is that there, another one might be healthcare, being a part of the healthcare um, area. But there's also other areas that you might be a part of as well, sports, science and technology, and health. So the first thing we're sort of looking at here, which is even what we're celebrating in this conference, is what is my area of influence? Where, where is it that God has me serving? Where is it that I work? Where is it that I have a burden and a passion for? So just as we begin, I don't, this isn't just us at the front and you guys just watching us, but just if you want to just, uh, with the person kind of next to you in two or three, just sort of have a bit of a discussion as to what is, what do you consider to be your area of influence? What is your circle of influence um, that, that you find yourself a part of or even have an emerging burden or vision for? So just have a quick chat for just a couple minutes in that and, and, uh, and see what you come up with.
Okay, so just make sure that everyone's had a chance to kind of discuss their own, their personal. Everyone's got that clear. Now, one of the things I think it's important, the point to make here, is that you might say, I don't know if I have a place of influence there. I work there, but I don't know. But we need to know that as spirit-filled believers, we influence wherever we go. Stuff happens when spirit-filled believers go into their workplace, go into their clinics, go into the places they volunteer. So we're, we're wanting to sort of, part of what we feel we're doing this afternoon is kind of demystifying. Because even when we're talking about being prophetic, and just even when quizzing some of the, the folks that have been uh, just asking, how are, you, how are you prophetic in your place of influence? And instantly we think, well, I'm not a prophet or I'm not being, I, I, I don't have prophetic words for people. But there's an influence that we have. Where, where we are. So just as a show of hands, let's just do a quick tally here. How many people would feel that the, the arts is their, is their place of influence? Anyway, arts? Okay, very good. How about business? Business? Okay, yep. And church? Got a few there, yep, okay. Any with social services from the church? You know, working with poor, working with, yeah, okay, very good. And distribution of media? Okay, yeah. Okay, and education? Great. Family? Government? Yeah, good. And healthcare? One of the things that we find in Lowestoft is that we have, just because of the area, such a needy area, we find a lot of our church members are in some way involved with healthcare, and, and so it's a place of influence that we have. Any other ones, just quickly, in sport or science and technology? Okay. All right. Brilliant. Okay. So that's looking at, we have a, a sphere of influence. We have a circle of influence that we can work with. Now, the next question we want to clarify is, what does it mean being prophetic in that area of influence? I'm just going to ask Angela just to give some words about that. Okay. I think, I don't know how it was with you, but for me, when I heard of being prophetic, it was bringing words at a microphone on a Sunday morning. Anybody feel like that? And so even when I've prayed for people and I said, um, I see prophetic gifting in you, they say, but we've never brought words at the mic. And I think, what have we done? What have we done? Because being prophetic... Or part of being prophetic. That doesn't mean it's not bringing words to the mic. But that is a small portion because we don't spend our life in church. It's a Sunday morning or whatever. The rest is spent at home or out there somewhere. And that is where the major part of our life is. So being prophetic is helping the body of Christ to a place of maturity. So it's working alongside the apostolic, the pastors, and so on, and helping others to grow. You know, the prophetic's about others. And so often it's about, I need to bring my word, because I'm not prophetic of not bringing my word. No, we are action people. We actually encourage others in their prophetic outlook and their ministry. So for me, prophetic is, you guys, I'm just here to stimulate you 
if that makes sense. They help bring about knowledge of God and his heart for his people. So we talk about God all the time. We talk about Jesus. He comes, he comes on our lips all the time. And it's helping people. Sometimes, you know, I pray with people and they're battling. And all I do is kind of um, give them a bit of theological soundness. I just move their theological thinking a bit. And they say, I've changed. I've done nothing, just moved it a bit. Do you see? Because sometimes our... We can hear people preaching, but the lens through which we are listening is our bit skew lens or our hurts or whatever. And what we do then is, as a prophetic person, you just put a bit of sound theology in there. Sometimes I say to people, show, people say, but I'm, this is how I am and I'll always be like this. And I say, okay, here's the Bible. Show me in the Bible where it says you will always be like that. And they say, it's not in the Bible. And I said, well... Do you see? So we point people back to God over and over. They prepare people for good works which God has prepared in advance for them to do. So prophetic people are able to spot things in people. After a while, you get quite used to it. You look at people, and I used to think it's normal, but can't everybody see this? It's like, it's so normal to see, looking at people and think, oh, or you watch what they do and you think, there's a this and this is a that and so on. And last year sometime, Julian Adams gave Greg and I a long prophetic word. And you know, every single thing, it was quite a big one, it's a whopper of a one, as someone said. But it was, as he said it, mm, yes, yes. Everything that God had said already to us, he, he, he spoke confirmation, which gives one a, okay, he said it right, Lord Julian said, now what are you going to do? Do you see? We speak things into being to move people on in whatever God has prepared for them. They act out God's heart as they read the Bible. People, to be prophetic is to read the Bible. It's to read the Bible if I can shout it over people. It's to read the Bible because you actually speak from the Bible, um, and everything that you bring has got to be biblically so sound. It's not just my own thoughts. So to, re to be prophetic, one's got to actually start eating the Bible. And it's not legalism. It's just getting to know Jesus, really, and his heart. Um, they get stirred by it, and then they do whatever it is. So I read the Bible, and it says, Jesus has broken down the dividing wall. And I thought, but our country's full of dividing wall. I'd have to do something about it. I didn't think it was prophetic. I just thought, I read it. Right, Lord, here I am. What are you going to do? And so I acted out. And only afterwards, somebody said, that was prophetic. And I'm, okay. So we act out the things. If the Bible says you lay hands on the sick and they will be healed, you go and you lay hands on the sick. And you're acting out a trust in God. So it's not all mystery, mystery. It's not all now waiting for words to drop in my head. It's also reading the Bible and taking it so to heart. So whatever, it's as Mike said last night, he said it. If he, if he didn't mean it, he shouldn't have put it in the Bible. Therefore, we read the Bible and we say, I want that. This is what you said, and therefore this is what it is. And it makes it come alive, and that's being prophetic, taking God at his word. And he loves it. He loves a bit of rough and tumble with us, you know. <laughs> to bring encouragement and build up the body, 
but also to stand against the poor and the stand for the poor and the oppressed for justice. We sniff things in the air. We smell when people there's injustice. You know, people who are working in areas of fighting slavery and all that. Do you know that's being prophetic? Sometimes I worked with the poor for years, and it's not a Angela works with the poor. They used to call me the poor ministry and all that. No, it's being prophetic. I was acting out God's heart. So people who are working um, against injustice, slavery, the prostitution, all that, that's all, by the way, being prophetic. It is, it is so wide and so exciting. It's not my ministry. It is this is the Bible in action. We as prophetic people, as the church, we are God's um, Bible in action. Everybody still okay? That makes sense. Is it helping to broaden a bit than the one word at a microphone? You can see where I am a hobby horse. Please don't just speak through the microphone. Go and do it. We are God's show and tell. Um, We sometimes prophetically act out. A little while ago, I was in a meeting, and a woman said she'd never felt the love of God. She'd She'd been a Christian for, what did you say, 30 years or something. Never felt the love of God. Never, you know, she said she's acted out. Because the Bible says she's acted out, um, just loving God, but she's not felt it. I said to her, may I do a prophetic action with you? Yes, she said. (laughs) I said, there's God's throne. I want to hook in with you. I'm going to introduce you to your father. And she said, no, I can't. I said, we'll stand here and we'll pray with you. We'll pray confidence of the Holy Spirit in you. It took ages, and I took a step by step. And I mean, there was no throne or whatever, but for us, prophetically there it was. Brought her to the throne and said, Father, here is so-and-so. So-and-so, here's your father. Well, the change, the face change, the... Quite incredible. We act out things and help people to break through. And it seems all, but it's weird. But the prophetic is weird. It's different. It is, at least it's not Old Testament where you've got to take your clothes off and run around. (laughs) Do you see? Or three years on this side and then three years on that and dig things and hide things away. When it comes, it was moldy. And Do you know we don't do that? But there's, there's other stuff that we do that actually bring life. Being prophetic is very, very exciting. Main gifts, vocal gifts, prophecy, which is to each other, to the body, on, in the front on the Sunday, and so on. Um, tongues, any, anybody with a gift of tongues here? As in, I'm not talking about the worship tongues, I'm talking about the gift brought powerful. It is so powerful. Father, will you bring more the gift of tongues more in among our people, Lord? And then interpretation of tongues. Then there's the revelatory gifts, the word of knowledge. So often we want to bring prophecy, but there's, there's the word of knowledge. And may I say this is what is used mainly in the world when you're in your workplace. You can't go to someone and say, well, I believe God is saying. They'll think you're a bit Nuts. 
Um, but it is a word of knowledge. You're sitting somewhere and in your mind pops something. And the thing is, with a word of knowledge, it's so normal that you think it's just you. Sometimes give it a go and you will see God opens up something for you. So the word of knowledge is for the body, but it's also for on the street. It's in the office, it's in the hospital, it's in the school. Sitting in, in a school meeting, Lord, what's going on here? That's my, when I walk into a home, I say, well, Lord, what's going on here? And it's like, mm, he gives pictures or whatever or words. So I'm nosy. I keep on asking. Not nosy for the negative, but nosy. In, unless I know what's going on, I don't know what to bring. So I'm, I, I call on God all the time. What are you doing? What's going on? I walk on the street saying, Lord, what's going on in that shop? Is there anything that I can go and bring in there, as in, not go and say the Lord says, but just my whole being going into the shop changes the atmosphere. Is that all right? Word of wisdom, because sometimes a word of wisdom is needed to break through into various areas. And we are those who can sit in meetings out in the world, and everything's if you sit in those meetings, you go round and round and round. We talk and we get nowhere. A word of wisdom from us just breaks through. And I expect God to give me wisdom. And even sometimes, it, I'm sure this has happened to you, I'm, I'm counseling somebody or talking to somebody, and my words change, and I think, what's coming out here? And it's different. And it's things that I wouldn't have thought of in helping people. Um, and I, I, I've listened to God actually changing my words and speaking through me. That's what we can expect. Are you expectant for that? It's, Lord, come and speak. Come, give me wisdom in how to deal with various things. And this is not only in the church. This is actually in the world. Then the power gifts. Did you know that prophetic people have power gifts? Gift of faith? Really, prophetic people have quite a high gift of faith. And so often, you are here because you are prophetic. Therefore, may I say to you, and I speak it over you, you've got a gift of faith? Well, now there's something. Did you think you had a gift of faith? To, to be able to step out, to even bring a word, takes faith. I want to ask, Father, will you open people's eyes to the faith inside them? Because it's a supernatural gift. That needs faith. Therefore, Father, will you speak a word of faith over every single person in Jesus' name? Are you happy with that? Yeah? You're happy? It's exciting, eh? It's exciting. Um, gift of miracles. We speak things into being. We can speak to the weather. But not for our own, oh, well, you see, I want to go lie on the beach. But... Do you know, I remember being in the townships and we were doing an open-air conference, um, getting people saved and so on. And it's, the shack's all built on sea sand, um, and the wind was blowing. And so the sand blows, and it gets in people's eyes and so on. And we were so desperate that we said, Lord, you've got to do something. Stop the wind. Stop the wind. Wind gone. But, you know, we didn't even realize it was a miracle. We were so desperate. We preached, got people saved, had the most glorious time, left, and the wind started swirling. And then we thought, oh, that was a miracle. Do you see 
it's out of desperation. It's to help others. It's all about helping others. And uh, we can speak to the weather. Um, healing. Healings. Prophetic people speak healings into being. I expect God to do something if I pray for someone or speak to somebody, and that's in the church or whether it's on the street. I expect it because it's supernatural. We are supernatural people, and being prophetic, one can expect God to do things as we step out in faith and take him at his word. We also have the gift of encouragement. We're loaded with gifts. So it's prophetic isn't a small parcel, it's massive. So as we bring, even in church, God loves you, you are valuable. It might seem the smallest word, oh, but we know God loves us. It is massive to some people. In our church in Cape Town, somebody brought a word, God loves you, and he thought there was going to be more, and there was nothing. And he felt bad, he thought, is that it? And he, you know, when he, sl- he slunk back to his chair because he thought, because, you know, sometimes as being prophetic, you get the first part and you think God's going to give me the rest when I get hold of the microphone. But God didn't give him the rest. It was God loves you. And he waited and there was nothing. And he didn't want to add his, uh, you know, sometimes we can fleshly add our own bits to cover. He didn't cover. Afterwards, um, a guy came to him and said, that he'd walked past the church and he was on his way to commit suicide. He was going to go to the train line. And he thought, well, I don't believe in you, God, but if you want to rescue me, tell, tell, tell me that you love me. I'm going in there. Tell me you love me. The guy got up. The prophetic guy says, God loves you. And that was it. And sat down, rescued the man, born again a member of the church now. Do you see? It's not little things. It's big things. It's the time, you see, the time. God could show the prophetic person what what he has for one being prayed for. So when you pray for someone, so I can pray for somebody, and it's like you just know, God starts to let you know the gifting of the person, and you pray it into being. It's saying to somebody, do you know, I believe you've got a bit of evangelism there. That doesn't mean you're going to be Billy Graham. Because sometimes people feel the pressure of evangelism. But, um, you know, there's a bit of evangelism. Just give it a go. Go and speak to somebody. And people say, I didn't know. And the next minute they're in the front saying, I led three people to the Lord. Just by speaking something into being in somebody else. So it's to, as prophetic people, to look around and to, to see what God is doing in people. Say, Lord, open my eyes. Let me see. Let me see. Prophetic people can identify the gifts, as I said, and point people in the right direction. So, one prophetic person can say to another prophetic person, I see prophetic in you. Now, this is what I think you should do. Why, Why don't you like Nigel leads heads up the prophetic in our church in Tunbridge Wells. I will link them to Nigel. You link people to people, or if it's evangelism, or if it's mercy, you link people to each other so that they know how to grow. So the prophetic helps other people to grow. Any questions so far?
I'm, I'm rambling through this. Any questions? Okay, go. It's to take a step out. He was saying about people in wheelchairs. It's to take a, make a step out to actually not keep away from people, but to step out towards them to give away what God has put in us. And I think it's what somebody said last night or this morning. Come near to God, and he will come near to us. We're so busy waiting for God to do something, but we step out and come near to him. As we step out in the prophetic... God comes. Prophetic people may be used to be part of the solution of problems. So sometimes we are praying and God actually says, well now you go and be an answer, like I was an answer in our townships. Sometimes we are the very answer to the things that we are praying for. And maybe all these things I'm mentioning isn't what you would have thought of as being prophetic. But I'm trying to open it up that it's not this... It's a narrow thing. You will find, if we go through here now, many of you are so prophetic, but you didn't know because it wasn't words said in a microphone in the front. Hands up. Who? Just the things I've said. Who's been very active? There's still not enough hands. Because, do you know, you guys would have been so prophetic in, in the, just the things I've said but you're not recognizing it as being prophetic. You think, this is just how I am. So me in the townships, when somebody said, you're prophetic, I said, but this is just me. This is what I do. Yes, but it's a prophetic picture of God's heart. We're getting there. The prophetic helps to set captives free. And this morning, when Mike Betts took the microphone and he said, I break the hold of the chains. Did you feel the power? That was being prophetic. Spiritual warfare is prophetic. It is being able to see what is in people's hearts, what's locking people up, and to confidently speak hope and life. And we model, Mike Betts modeled this morning, the church at work. We break the hold of any chains that are holding people in the name of Jesus. It's, it's not somebody gifted in, you know, praying against the demonic. This is the prophetic's job to actually break chains, break holds, break things over people and speak life back into, into people, to break the hold of curses. 
And it changed, this morning it changed the whole atmosphere when Mike did that. That was being prophetic. Did you realize that was prophetic? Yes? Or is it a new thing, a new way of thinking? Because I think what we're trying to do in this workshop is undo the old ways of thinking and show the broad palette of things that we can paint with. The prophetic flows naturally in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It is so normal that somebody really needs to tell you that you're gifted in this, 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 and this, because it just seems so normal. Anybody here think they're not very gifted at all? I can have some hands here. Yeah, there's the hands. That's a lie. Father, will you break lies, the hold of lies over people in the name of Jesus? Because everybody's gifted. God gives gifts all over to everybody. And it's so normal. And I love it that the gifts are so normal that we're just doing them and then we need each other to tell each other that we have these gifts. They speak things into being. The prophetic speaks things into being. So for me, I see the nation and the nations that we work into. I already see things there of things changing, of a stirring, of the church rising up. I see it in me. And wherever I go, if you know me, you'll know. I'll say, come on, church. Do you know what's there? I can see it. We speak it into being and we, we, we move Something moves in people as they catch hold of a vision of what is to come. So we speak it into being. It's like it's spiritual warfare, speaking things into being that God has shown us. God wants to trust us with his secrets. Now, when you're prophetic, you see things, you get words of knowledge. You see things... You can walk. That doesn't mean we're looking and you can see in everybody's being. You know, sometimes people are scared of prophetic people, like we can see everything. That's not true. We see what God wants to show us. And then he shows us secrets. But it's not for talking about. It's not for a good old gossip. But it's about um, praying things into being. Um, sometimes I walk in the street and people walk past and it's like, oh, I get to know something about them. I will never see them again. But I've learned to say, okay, Lord, will you do something there? It's like intercession for that person. They will never know that somebody's prayed for them. But God lets us know his secrets. So when he tells us secrets, we keep it to ourselves. Or if you've got somebody who you are a good teammate with, it's to actually let somebody know. If it's a, if it's a big burden, share it with somebody but God's telling us his secrets so that we can pray it into being, speak it into being, and move the church on. Be aware not to pursue fame or popularity. I think with the prophetic, it could be rah, rah, here I come. And I brought four words today. And, and you know, none of our motives is 100% pure. We, we must just admit that. No, nobody only Jesus had pure motives. But be careful with the prophetic. It's not about fame or how many words I brought or didn't bring. Actually, it's all about him. 
It's all about him and it's all about others. And the more you want to be used, the more uh, servant-hearted you become. And then, last one, work on team. Work on team. Because the prophetic is quite an individual thing and we can all want to do our thing. I need to. But it's preferring someone else. And so for, for the three of us here, we are always looking to give away. It's not that we're going to prophesy over you. You're going to be prophesying over each other because we are here to train you up. So I'm, I've given that to you from my own thoughts, really, just to maybe broaden something in you, and uh, we'll see what comes next. So we're just going to talk for a few minutes, and we want to, we're going to give some space to do some demonstration and to be able to do some activation. So just so you know, this isn't just an information time. We want to encourage you. We're, we're wanting to encourage you to kind of break down some of our conceptions of the prophetic. But, okay, so we've been talking about we have a place of influence. We're talking about what it means to be prophetic. But some of you might be thinking, I'm not going to be able to stand up at school and say, the Lord says to you this. So I just want to give you one quick thought about this, and that is that we need to recognize the everyday voice of God. When you go into your classroom, when you're sitting at your desk, when you're in front of the chemist and you're doing your job, when you're at the retail counter, and it's the fact that God speaks like a spontaneous thought. And one of the things that, he's, that he does is he gives us two things. One, he gives us covert operations and overt operations. The covert operations is this, is that he might actually say, go buy some flowers for this, or go buy some, go give a card to this person. Or you might have something that you feel God gives you a picture for one of the people at work, and you wouldn't use language that would be overtly Christian, but you could use it in covert language to communicate God's thoughts in a covert way to express his heart to them. It also could mean that God could give you wisdom. If you're in a business situation, I believe that there's some here that are in business situations where you're in boardrooms and there's lots of decisions to be made. Being prophetic is asking God, what is the answer for this God? And then coming into that workplace and saying, this is what I think we should do. Also, it could mean simply encouraging people, knowing that we're on a journey together with them, not that we have to give them a word and the gospel and get them saved at that second. But we, give, we listen to the voice of God. And I just want to encourage you, being prophetic in your place of influence is listening for the spontaneous thoughts of God. And it will be an encouragement, strengthening, and comforting. Sometimes you might get, one thing just to mention here is, sometimes you might get something and say, they're going through a divorce. So it's not good to go up and saying, I just believe God told me that you're going through a divorce. That, 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 that's not helpful. That can be information that God asks you just to pray for them. But equally, it requires us to go back to God and say, God, what is something of encouragement, comfort, and strength that would be able to help and encourage them in that situation. Whenever we have something from God of a word or a thought, if it isn't encouraging, comfort, and strengthening, it's incomplete. It's like a cake can be eggs and flour, but until it's a cake, it's not ready. 
So we need to make sure that we just give some time to listen for the spontaneous and you recognize that when we know that God speaks to us like a spontaneous thought, we realize that God's actually been speaking to us for some time. So I'm just going to ask Nigel just to come for a couple minutes before we do some exercise here about how can we prepare for the spontaneous? (laughs) Yeah, preparing for the spontaneous. That's my title. Not a difficult one there. Um, I really just want to pick up on one thing that Angela said and that we need to take away. Being prophetic means bringing life. Okay? It's not a new gift. We don't have to lay hands on you today so that you can have that influence. You already have it. It's there. It's the ability to bring life to the situations, the places that God's called you to. So I just want to ask you a quick question. How do you feel about the places that God has called you to? How do you feel about your places of influence, your workplace, your community, maybe your neighbors? How do you feel about that? Because how we feel, our mindset is key to what God's going to be able to do through us. Are you confident? Are you excited? Are you expectant that God wants to do something in your neighborhood, in your work, in your business? Or are you wary? Maybe you're worried about what God might ask you to do because, after all, you still have to work or live with these people. If it all goes wrong, i still got to work with this guy next to me. Okay. These are important questions that we need to get right to start with. We need to have a mindset that says, okay, God, it's easy on a Sunday morning to stand there and say, God, you have all of me. And then on a Monday morning saying, yeah, but you're not having any of me here. That I just meant on a Sunday. I just meant there. So what, how, do we, how do we get that expectancy? Where does that expectancy come from? Well, like all things, it begins with praying. We need to get praying for our community. We need to get praying for our businesses. We need to get praying for our neighborhood. We need to get praying for the streets where we go. And the more we pray, the more God will release his passion in our heart for wanting to see changed. The more we pray, we'll, we'll start praying, God, come and do this. But the more we pray, we'll get to the point where we're saying, God, why are you not doing something? Come, because God will stir that passion and that burden in our hearts. So it starts with a mindset and excitement and a passion to see God move. I had a, a mindset change about 10 years ago when God said to me, he was talking to me about Tunbridge, and I was paying for Tunbridge, and it was a classic Sunday morning, yeah, God, you can have me, and God says, I want to use you on the streets of Tunbridge. And I was like, yeah, anything but that, you can have me, it's fine, just no, no, I don't like street work, I don't do that, I don't do that sort of thing. And it was a real challenge, okay, God, you want me to go out and do that? So, I got together with a friend of mine, explained what God had said, and uh, I said to my friend, he's got, he's got a real pastoral heart. He's lovely. Uh, he's only five foot. He's about this sort of high. He's the sort of guy, if you meet as a stranger, you could tell him anything. You know, he's just got that real pastoral heart. I explained what we're going to do, and we came up with a plan. Now, I know it says if you want to make God laugh, tell him, tell him your plans. That's always, always give him a good chuckle. But the plan was simply this. He had the pastoral gift. I had the prophetic gift. He goes out. He does the talking to strangers. And while he's doing the talking, I get the prophetic word and we share it. Okay? It's a simple plan. Couldn't fail. First time we went out, he's in the middle of a conversation. He's talking away. And you know what? I could hear nothing. Absolutely nothing. I can't even spell God, let alone hear God. Nothing. There was distraction. There was noise. He's looking at me, sort of saying, any time now, you want to chip in? This would be great. (laughs) Nothing happened. We came away, and we were praying about that. And 
God began to challenge. He said, we need a new plan. We need a new strategy. Spontaneity is great. And when it comes, it's fantastic. We grab it. But there's another side to prophecy too, where we can be intentional. We can pray and ask God what's happening beforehand. Part of the prophetic gift is to position us so that we can make the most of when those opportunities happen. So what we began to do was this. We began to pray in the week beforehand and say, God, well, where do you want us to go? Who are we going to meet? Where do we need to be? What do we need to say? And so what happened was when we go out in the streets, we didn't get it right all the time. But when it did, it was great. We were prepared. We had words. We were ready to go. Now, if you're anything like me, sometimes when, you, when you're relying on it, you have a spontaneous opportunity, God opportunity comes up. And in that moment, maybe like me on the streets, your mind goes blank and you just can't think of the words to say. And it's only as you're walking away afterwards that you're thinking to yourself, damn, I should have said that. Why didn't I, why didn't I think I should? Uh, and just sometimes that in that moment, we just lose what we need to say. So I'm here to encourage you, whilst the spontaneity is, spontaneity is great and we need that, there's also another aspect where we can pray intentionally beforehand and be ready when we go. So for instance, I put some um, different things that we could be asking God about our community on the sheet there. Why don't you, if you commute to work, why don't you use that commute as an opportunity to say, God, who, in the, in, uh, the people I'm going to meet today, who really needs a blessing today? And how can I bless them? Then we're going into that. And when it happens, we're ready. And we can make the most of it. Or maybe you can ask God, uh, how can I be an example of peace and righteousness? Maybe in a work environment where there's not a lot of righteousness around. So how can I be that? How can I show that? Or maybe you can ask God, how can I show more of your goodness? And then we can be primed and ready. And as Angela said earlier, then we can be life. In our workplace, in our environment, in our neighborhood, wherever we go. Just imagine for a moment going into work on a Monday morning, already knowing who needs encouragement, already having a word ready. Just think of the excitement. Monday morning then becomes an adventure rather than just a work because we've got a word and we're looking for who we need to share it with. Going out shopping suddenly becomes a treasure hunt of looking for this person that we're going to meet that we're going to bless today. All of a sudden, it becomes an exciting adventure with God. And we can be attentive to the Holy Spirit during the day and look for those opportunities to bring life in the places that God's called us to have influence. I just want you to start thinking now in the next two or three minutes. I'm just going to ask, now that we've been unpacking this being prophetic in your place of influence, where just briefly you could share in your place of influence that you have, that God has been speaking and using you prophetically, either covertly or to share something. So just give some thought of that. I'm just going to share one more thing before we do that, but I just want to prime you so you can give some thought about that. One of the things that helps me is my default question when I come into a situation where I'm trying to be prophetic. I ask one question that usually undoes me emotionally, and that is, God, what is your heart? For this person? What is your heart for this place? What is your heart for this, um, for, for this time? And I, I, I did this once. When I was just learning this. I was traveling with Morris in Germany, and uh, we, were, we were at the church, church there, and, and uh, I just said, God, we're with the leaders. And I just said, God, what's your heart 
for this leadership team. And I started crying. I was like, I was in the, I was in the cafeteria and I was just feeling this kind of well up, like, oh, incoming, you know, I just really just feeling this sort of emotional. And I, I just had to get away and I just, and I was crying and Morris is coming in and seeing me crying and I'm going, I'm all right, I'm all right, nothing wrong. But just because God was downloading his heart. And one thing we need to recognize is that not all prophetic needs to be spoken. Many times it needs to be prayed. And that is a very important thing because sometimes we get incoming communication, I've got to get rid of it like a hot potato. Whereas the question, we say, God, what is your heart for me, for this, for this person? And God might say, they're going through a divorce. God, what do you want me to do? Pray. Oh. That's not as glorious as being say, God told me you're having a divorce. Credit to me, right? But it just went that many times that intercession goes along the same tracks as being prophetic. And God may simply be telling us things to be able to pray. God, what is your heart? So many times when I come into a situation, when I'm in my workplace, saying, God, what is your heart for this place? Okay? There are some other things in your notes. We didn't know how much time we had, and with the beginnings and endings of things, uh, you, there's some things you can look at. Just the final thing to mention there is in your world, be prophetic. And you can see there's some scriptures there about how Elisha had a voice in the city and was create. You can see, read there, that he had revelation for creative resources. That as we take this into our marketplace, into our workplace, and just say, God, what's your answer for this? It's a bit of an adventure. Because then people go, where'd you get that from? And it opens a door for us to give God the glory. Okay? So I just want to ask now, I just want to open it up, just before we have a bit of an exercise here. Just share with us. We're just having a bit of dialogue together now. How has, how is, how has your being prophetic walked out in your place of influence? Um, so I work for CAP, I work for Christians Against Poverty, and I work with Food Bank. And um, I've always had a heart for God for a long, long time in a massive way, but in, in, a, in a prophetic way as well. And even as a child, um, I, was in a, I lived in a home where my mum was involved in witchcraft. And uh, God spoke to me as a very young child, and yeah, so it's happened for years. But in the last sort of 20 years, it's become more and more powerful. And um, God has been using me in my work to the extent that I can really relate to what Nigel said. Um, in the morning, I wake up, and straight away, before I've even met the client, he'll give me a picture of them. He'll give me a real heart for them, where I can be crying. I can be really touched by God. And then when I walk into the home, it all comes alive. And he might give me a prophetic word, a Bible verse, a picture. But I'm telling you now, every time God has broken in there, and so many people have become Christians. So if you're scared, do it anyway, because it's amazing. God giving her, God giving her a picture or a word or just something, just a burden that... Prof- Prophecy starts with a burden, and just that's where that we can't discount the emotions that God gives us in these things because He's sharing His heart with them. So, um, I'm a police officer, and uh, I regularly go into situations that are quite broken, dark, uh, all different kinds. And I, 
most of the time I don't get any specific pictures or words, but I know God's called me into that situation and I get the privilege of praying into that situation, praying for those people. Sometimes um, I feel God prompting me in certain ways to say certain things and I'll have a word. Um, One occasion I had a couple who were drug addicts sat in my car crying their eyes out. Uh, His brother had overdosed and died about a month previously and they sat there saying to me that there is no answer. I don't know how, um, I don't know where to go. No one can help me, no one can help me. And God had... um, prompted me, I guess, to put some comic books that we have called Cops and Robbers, and they're um, evangelistic comic books, true stories of how lives have been transformed of drug addicts and different situations um, across the board. And I'd got some of them in my bag. I'd only put them in there 20 minutes previously, and I felt God just say to me, give them one of these comic books. And so I gave them a comic book each, and we got to share the gospel with them. And they both left the car at the moment, as far as I'm aware. They don't know Jesus, but he's now burdened my heart for them. And I pray for them regularly, and I, I pray for a lot of the people that I come across in that way. Um, I also get to pray for my colleagues. Pray for I don't always pray for the sick, because every time you hear people um, speak to people, they're always... Um, injured, ill, sick. There's most, most someone has, haven't they? Um, but I do believe that God gives me opportunities when I'm open to actually offer prayer. Um, and I do that. And just praying quietly behind the scenes, praying openly with them as well. You had said before that you didn't think yourself to be prophetic or a prophet in your workplace. That, that was a bit of a paradigm for you to change. Yeah. Um, Mike asked me, or primed me on uh, sharing before I came here. And I I kind of thought, mm, I'm not pathetic in my workplace. I don't, I don't bring words specifically for people. I, I don't get very much uh, deep insight into what's going on. You know, I wish I heard God clearer. I'm, I'm not a prophet in that way. But actually, God sort of has been speaking to me over the last few months. Firstly, I called you back in the police. You, you knew that I wanted you in the police and you being there in itself is prophetic. You being in those situations. When I go to jobs, um, I'm constantly praying on my way there, Lord, protect me, <laughs> help me. I'm, you've promised you're with me. Uh, let your kingdom come. Let Keep us safe. I pray for my team. I'm a sergeant, so I pray for all my colleagues. Um, if we've got missing people, which we regularly do, especially if they're high risk, I'm automatically praying, Lord, where are they? Show us, reveal them to us, get them back here quickly. Um, And that's all prophetic because you're bringing God's kingdom into the situation. Whatever it is, whether it's a domestic, a missing person, a sudden death, um, making yourself available at the right time, having that conversation with a colleague, cooking a meal for a colleague that you know is having a tough time at the moment, something like that. They're all prophetic and something I've just done recently. It's the first time. I don't do it very often, but we've got a family that are struggling um, on my team and they've just had a baby. And so I, I cooked them a couple of meals and they can't grasp why we would do that. And I sort of said, well, it's what we do. You know, at church, we do it all the time. If someone has a baby, then there's a cooking rotor for two weeks and they don't cook at all. And, but to outside of the church, to my colleagues... They don't see that, and it's just sharing the love of God in a different way, sharing when someone's down, picking up on those little points. If someone looks down, are you okay today? And the smiles, 
How many people do you see in your workplaces, in your families, in the street, who are... And just a smile, you get a smile back. It just lightens up the day. That's taking kingdom of God into that workplace, into that street, into that supermarket. And that's where God's really spoken to me about being prophetic and remembering who I am in him and what I'm taking wherever I'm going. Great. Thank you. Great. Okay. Um, Go ahead. We'll just get one more here. I'd just like to respond to that. Um, until I listened to this talk this morning, today, in, in this seminar, I, I um, do some volunteer hospital visiting on, on the wards to patients. And I didn't realize that that was prophetic. Um, and just like that late lady who just spoke, you see, this might sound weird, but I love doing what I do and I do it for God because I felt called but every day when I drive to that hospital I have trepidation my heart goes because I don't know what I'm going to walk into and I don't know what response is going to be and so because of that I trust in God and I pray to him to to take me to where to go to give me the words to because I'm I'm really not up to it (laughs) and he does it every time however when he gives me the words, I do know they're his words. Uh, they're not mine. And sometimes he gives me words that really scares the life out of me. Yet, he encouraged me to say those words. And sometimes it's through prayer and sometimes it's through... Can I give you one example? I met a lady uh, a few weeks ago in her early 40s and I sat down and spoke to her and, and we were just chatting away and she told me, that the night before she had tried to take her life. And she, told, she went into detail that it was with barbiturates and, 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 and wine. And I asked her how she felt about that now this morning. And, and she said, well, I felt I didn't take enough. And through the conversation, she, she told me that she felt she had nothing and no one. And I told her she has got someone, she's got God. And I got that response of a, of a sort of sneer and a disbelief. And, um, and God said to me, just ask her if she thinks you're a nutter, if she thinks you're all there. And I asked her, I didn't want to ask her, but I asked her. And she said, no, I don't. I said, so, well, I'm going to tell you now there is God and he knows you. And this was the hard one that God said to me, and he said it so clearly and so strongly. He said, just tell her that the reason she's alive this morning is because he, didn't, he wants her alive and he's got a plan for her. And I had to say that and I just really didn't want to say that. But, you know, so that I'm just saying, I didn't realize that's prophetic. I know you have lots of stories and I really would love to hear them because what, at the end of these notes, um, there's some email addresses, um, our email addresses. If you could just drop me a little note, having heard what we've said today and how that applies in your, your life, we'd love to hear from you. Just a disclaimer, don't ask for prophetic words from it. Just say, could you please give us a word uh, from those emails? So just, uh, we'd be glad to, um, g- glad to hear from you. We'd love to keep in communication with you about it. But I, we really didn't want this just to simply be information. We wanted to have some exercise and some application. And so what I just wanted to do was, I'm just going to ask Angela just to lead us We're in just a brief little example, um, working together on this. And so just take a deep breath, and here we go. 
Okay, what are we going to do now? We're going to get you working. I told you I've got a boot with a point on it, so this is a bit of a kick, you know. All full of grace there. I want you to get into threes. When you are going to prophesy over someone, try and get someone with you or two people. The one is the one you're praying for. The one is the one getting the words, and the other one is the one weighing. So we are, especially here, we don't know each other so well. There's always a protection. So I want you to get into threes, um, but not people you know, if that's possible. Because otherwise you know them. Try and find some. Well, you will find three of you who don't really know each other. Because that's where the fun lies, isn't it? And the danger. Okay, quickly. We don't have lots of time. Quickly. Oh, yeah. We need some people here. There's somebody in a, in a chair, a wheelchair here. We need some people here. Okay, if you're ready, now I want you, everyone to keep, be quiet, please. What you're going to do, I haven't told you yet what you're going to do, that's the thing. What you're going to do is, you are going to put your hands on the person that's going to be prayed for, okay? Choose who you're going to pray for. Don't pray. A quiet, ask God for something, to give you a word. This is risky stuff. This is hearing from God. This is taking him at his word. Say, Lord, give me something. Nominate the person who's actually going to bring the word. Don't, but don't speak it yet because we're going to walk you through it. So this is going to be a very quiet time. One person is going to ask for a word for someone, so you'll each get a turn. So it's not, well, I'll give it to them to do. You're all going to have to do it. If you find you don't get a word, don't panic. Bless the person. Whoever, just say, Lord, I bring blessing, because that's got the full weight of heaven behind it. Who knows, maybe a word comes after that. But it's a matter of, even if you are blessing, it's, you've opened yourself already up to the Lord. So don't panic about, what's the, what's the word? And don't look too deep. Something will come in the, in the top of your mind. Don't think, but is that the word? Can it be? Okay, you're ready. Lay hands on the person. Who are you going to pray for? One of you start asking God, give me a word. The other one prays for the one getting the word. Does it make sense? Two of you. Split up and go one one. Okay. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, this is all about you, actually. This is not us playing games. We are so serious, Lord. We, we really want to move on in helping each other and to hear from you and to, to be able to advance the kingdom. So, Holy Spirit, will you come 
and give us some words of encouragement for each other. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Go for it. I'll give you just a little while to get a word. Right, everybody got a word or a blessing. I want you to put your hand up if you've got a word. That's pretty good. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want you to start speaking that word over the person and whatever God gives after. Don't make it all long and drawn out because you're each going to have a go, but speak the word. And the person who gets it, see, what, see if it confirms, if it hits home. Go for it. You want to do the next one? Okay. We've got time. We've got Okay, we're going to have one more minute, and then we're going to switch around. One more minute. Okay, we're going to switch around now. We're going to move clockwise or anti-clockwise or whichever way you decide. So pick somebody else who you're going to get a word or a picture for. And you've got a chance to uh, just lay on. We'll just ask again. So let's just pray again. Father, we just pray. Would you come now, Holy Spirit? Would you speak to us? Would you share with us? Father, share your heart for this person. Share your heart, Father, for this person. What can, we, 
What do you want to give us to encourage, to bless, to build up this person? So just take a moment just to listen. Okay, if God's given you something, then go ahead and share it. If not, just bless them. Pray God's blessing over them. Okay, one more minute, and then we'll move around to the last person. One more minute before we move to the final person. Okay, you're going to move around to the final person, the last person you'll pray for. So just take a moment just to put your hand on them. We're going to pray for them. And then we're going to ask God to share something, a word, a picture, something that will really bless them. So let's just pray again. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for what you're doing, what you're moving, how you're moving, what you're sharing. And Holy Spirit, we pray, would you come again right now? Holy Spirit, just come and reveal the Father's heart to us for this person. 
What's on your heart? What do you want to share? How do you want to bless, encourage, and build up this person? So let's just take a moment just to wait and listen to the Holy Spirit. Okay, go for it. Share what you have. Okay, one more minute. One more minute. Okay, we're going to have to draw to a close. So can I ask a quick question? A show of hands. Can you put your hand up if you received something from the other two people in your group that really blessed and encouraged you? Put your hands up. You really yeah. Wow, that's great. Hey, we've all been prophetic stuff now. That's fantastic. Okay, is there anybody who would be willing just, we've only got a couple of minutes left, just to share very briefly... Um, how they've been blessed by that exercise? Um, yes, Joanne, when she prayed with me, said she saw a red cross over my life and that that red cross gave me compassion and the ability to move out to certain people. Six years ago, I had breast cancer and I had it very badly. And I was told, you need to live every day to the full because we're not sure it's probably going all around your body. We don't know how long you've got. And I said, God, you have to use me. And as a result, I am involved with quite a lot of women who have breast cancer um, to encourage them. Um, one woman I was able to, well, God brought her to himself before she died. So Joanne's word was absolutely spot on for me. Fantastic. Praise God. Anybody else? Very quickly. Yep. Um, I left the army um, in February uh, from the discharge, but what's your name? Linka. Uh, prayed for me and she said that 
I uh, was stood at the back of the army, and God wanted me to put the uh, got, uh, the armor on and move to the front in the Fan- army of God. So. Fantastic, isn't that? Isn't it great when you share something and thinking, "Gosh, I don't know if this means anything, but I've got this," and they go, "Wow, yeah, that's great!" Isn't that fantastic? Just really encouraging to know that we're hearing the Holy Spirit and we're we're hearing it correctly. That's fantastic. Um, we we called this an exercise, but it wasn't really an exercise. It was the real thing. It was, this wasn't a, a practice. This was the real thing. We were listening, hearing, and sharing things that were encouraging. So as we said earlier, being prophetic in the work, workplace is bringing life. It's just sharing something encouraging, something positive, something that builds up. And as we do that, so we are making space for the Holy Spirit to begin to move and for God's heart to begin to move in our neighborhood, in our community, in our office, in our business, and in our workplace. And so that's what it means. So Monday morning when you go home from here and they say on Sunday, so what did you do? What sessions? And you talk about, well, I went to be a, the session on being a prophetic voice in the place where I have an influence. And they say, well, what is that? You know. It's not a new gift. It's something you have. And it's just releasing that into the places that God's called you to have influence. Sorry. Um, yeah, just as we were praying, uh, probably about a year ago now, I had a bit of a, a nervous breakdown, I suppose you'd call it, um, and uh, I absolutely dread going to work every morning. Uh, I just get really anxious, really nervous, and um, Christine just prayed uh, and had a word of actually how to wake up and be joyful before work, and uh, how I've got to just... <laughs> Um, I'll have a really peaceful sleep and no more fear. And uh, it was just amazing, just spot on to exact that situation. So, yeah, incredible. Praise God. Fantastic. Two more, okay. Angela said two more. Angela goes. They can wait at the doors. They can wait. Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, Rhonda wants me to say what the word was. I had a picture of her. I've never met her in my life. I had a picture of her bouncing up and down like a, a just like, joy, so joyful, always bouncing up and down like a child full of the joys of spring. And, and God said, I, I just love this woman. She's just so joyful, and I love my joyful child, and I want her always to be like that. And, and um, oh, beautiful. One of my non Christian friends used to call me Tigger because I bounce. <laughs> I literally wow. jump up and down. And I just thought, God, you're so kind. He was just releasing me and saying, be free to just be yourself and bounce. <laughs> Fantastic. One more to finish. Anybody? Oh, oh over here. Sebastian. Well, I've been uh, praying with these two great guys here, and um, um, sometimes it just can be so uh, difficult to, to, you know, translate what you hear into to words. Um, and for me, it was uh, when I, I am currently unemployed, uh, so I don't have a job, and it's quite difficult for me. I've, I, don't, I, have, I haven't had a job for four months, and it's difficult. I want to work, I want to be. And then, um, um, so... Um, Andy, uh, he, he prayed and he said, you know, I've got the feeling like a, a, a frog's egg and it's, it's going to grow and then it, it comes out and um, there's this big frustration in you that um, um, you're, you're in place where you're, you're, not, uh, you're not where you, where you want to be. But then at a certain point it's going to come out and God's going to put you where, you where you need to be. And for me that was just such a big confirmation in, okay, you know what, I'm in the right place now. 
So who's prophetic here? I want you to put your hands up. There we go. Father, will you see the hands? Will you come and give such power, whether it is people who work in the church or whether it is the church in the world, because that's who who we are. Father, will you come and give such power and confidence in wherever you've put us, Lord? You are sovereign. You've put us each in a place of influence, and you've given us enough of the Holy Spirit. Everything for life and godliness is in us for that place, for that family, for that home, for that street. We've got everything. Lord, will you come with a fresh anointing? Fresh anointing of Jesus power yeah. and love, Jesus. compassion, Jesus. everything to flow from you through us to others. So wherever we are, something will change, not because of our hard work, but simply because we are there filled with, a, with the power of Jesus. Amen? amen. Another amen. amen. Another one. I wonder if you give me a big shout for Jesus, because he's the one who builds us. I'm going to give you one, two, three. One, two, three. Jesus! That's who we are shouting over the world. We are the ambassadors of Christ, bringing healing, encouragement, whatever, to the nation. Amen? Just, just one more thought before we finish here. We just asked the people here asked if you would just take up your possessions and take them out with you as you take up your stuff and walk. The second thing is our heart is to see if there's ways that we can help you or help your church to grow in the prophetic. So if you're a leader here and you'd like to, to, to get some help with developing the prophetic in your local church, or if you're here and you say, I, I'd like to grow in the gifting that I have, please get in touch with us and we'd be glad to see what we can do to help you and get you involved with some of the things we're looking to develop. But thank you so much for your attentiveness this afternoon and God bless you everyone.